everyone. Uh, welcome to hashtag my investing story. Um, I am your host tonight, Ioni McNeil, and I also have uh, my co-host, Miss Ann McNeil. Say hello. Hello, hello. So um, tonight we're excited to bring you our special guest, Shamika Beeks out of uh, New York. Where in New York are you located, Shamika? I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. Okay. Are you born and raised in Brooklyn? Born and raised in Brooklyn, yes. Okay. Are you uh, a Bed-Stuy girl, a Flatbush girl? So, so yeah, if, so, okay. My zip code is 11212, which is a zip code that shares space with Brownsville, but the neighborhood that I'm from, it's called the 90s. So we kind of considered ourselves like East Flatbush, Brownsville. It, it literally um, would be who you're talking to and that would determine like where you're from. But just, yeah, a, a very interesting <laughs> neighborhood to grow up in. Okay. Um, I had many friends, well, I should say few, not many. Um, so I'm aware of, uh, of the, the Bed-Stuy area, okay. the Flatbush area, the end, the end of the, um, two and a five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Train. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, yeah, next time you're in New York, Ioni, you're going to have to, you know, hit me up. I will. I will. I mean, I, last time I was in New York was last December. Okay. Um, okay. I, um, had a friend who um, um, is the orchestrator for the New, New, New Orleans Jazz Orchestra, and they were playing oh. at, um, jazz at Lincoln Center, so I went to visit okay. them. But yeah, I love New York. When I used to live in D.C., I used to uh, go monthly um, oh. to Brooklyn <laughs> Museum. I mean, New York is a beautiful place. So, so you are certainly familiar with the city and you're 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 born and raised in Florida like that's yes. that's home for you okay yes okay. born and raised in Florida Miami West Palm Beach and um I can say too that I used to visit New York when um the Barclays Center was being built gotcha. so every month okay. I was coming I was like watching it go up and mm -hmm. yeah it's I've, I've seen it change I've seen Brooklyn change because this is like yeah, it's, 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 yeah, Brooklyn is definitely different from where, when I grew up, the era each that I decade, grew up Each decade, each <laughs> decade, I'm sure, each decade. Because even, even when you say, you know, Bed-Stuy, I'm like, oh, you're going to the safe part of Brooklyn now, but before you wasn't able to say that. So, mm. um, yeah, 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 Brooklyn is definitely, um, it's changed. Excellent. So mm -hmm. with that being said, um, we usually like to start the show with um, taking our guests back to their earliest memory of money. And so okay. you know, we already talked about you growing up um, in New York. So mm -hmm. how were, how were, uh, what were your first memories of money? Uh, was it talked about in the home, not talked mm -hmm. about? Um, just kind of walk us through your, your first memories of money and your relationship to money as a kid. So, 
I could be honest and transparent, right? Okay. Um, I would say growing up, um, my relationship with money was that there wasn't enough of it. Um, I grew up poor, basically. And um, when it came to, you know, just money, what I heard a lot of was, we don't have no money. There's not enough money, you know, trying to do things like, oh yeah, let's go to Disney World. Let's go to Toys R Us. You know, those were luxuries that were pretty much far-fetched. So um, when it when it came to money in my household, it was, you know, we got to stretch a dollar. We have to, um, you know, make, make certain things last. So I just remember it not being enough but at the same time always um always having what I needed so um when it when it when it came to money I I would say my mother was definitely the one who will be like if you have a dollar you save a quarter because you don't know when you're going to need the quarter it'll add up eventually but growing up there was never enough of it and it was always um like, you know, we, we had to do what, what we, what we had. And, and having that kind of childhood, cause it makes me think about some of us that grow up not having, um, depending on how we internalize that experience, we either go to the extreme opposite, like, well, when I grow up, I'm gonna make sure I have money. You know, we've had guests that are children of the, the depression area where, you know, they watch their uh, parents distrust the market and, and be big savers. And a lot of times that's a huge influence on um, what you as a child decide is important as you become an adult. So how did that, because I think what you just shared is a balanced view of not having enough, but also be, being keenly aware of having what you need. So what kind of money aspirations did you have growing up? Was it something that you were uh, focused on or, or did you just kind of say, well, this is what it is, this is what I'm exposed to? So I would say it was always the, um, you know, the ideal of I'm gonna be rich one day, right? And with that ideal, it was, well, how do you become rich? And becoming rich was kind of like, we got to hit the lotto. We got to play the lotto, right? <laughs> it was never the conversation of, you know, let's invest in stock. It was never that. It was, you know, we, 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 we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play the lotto. We're going to play some numbers and we're going to try to hit it big, make it big. And I will say with my family, one thing that was uh, passed the like passed passed down was life insurance policy. So it was always um, you know life insurance policies. Somebody passed away, we knew that some money or something was going to come from a life insurance policy. So you know even though that wasn't a how can I say it? It wasn't like you know we didn't think about it as oh you know an investment tool it was it was it was a way of somebody pass away 
we bury them, we're able to bury them and there's money gonna, money is gonna come from it. But I don't know, it was definitely, you know, go to school, um, you know, work hard, um, get a good government job and, you know, get the benefits and just be happy with what you have. But the ideal of like rich, yeah, it, it came in the form of got to hit the lotto, got to hit that number. It must come overnight. <laughs> Say that again. It must come overnight. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nothing, yeah, wow. nothing over time. Right. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that for a lot of us that don't know how to take the tortoise approach in the tortoise and hare story. Um, we don't know a lot, but we do with what we have. And that I think leads us to only life insurance policies, playing the lotto and playing the numbers. Um, because that's the only, that's the, those are the only things that we see that will afford us hopefully one day a payout, a big payout, a small payout, you know. So um, when did you realize that you needed, not just needed to start investing, but when did you first come into the concept of investing uh, with stocks, bonds, mutual funds? So I will say I was um, probably about 20, 20, 24, 25. So that was 2005, six, one of those numbers, one of those years. I was working for the Department of Forensic Science out in Fairfax, Virginia. And, you know, it was kind of like my first real government job um, out of college. And I'm working for this company in which, you know, I'm the youngest and I would, I was around scientists. I was um, around like, it was because we were a small team. So I'm around scientists, there's the office manager, um, there's the executive director. And I would hear them having conversations about stock, right? So I'm sitting at my desk, sometimes with my headphones on and I'm just listening to them you know, just, just talking about what's going up, what's going down. And, you know, even with me reflecting on it right now, part of me is like, maybe they were, you know, BI members because they would like meet up on the weekend and for the most part, come to work, you know, the following day or a couple of days later, just talking about stock. You know, they, they had the newspaper and they're monitoring it. And that was kind of the language in the office. So, here it is, I'm, like I said, I'm 24, 25 years old from Brooklyn, um, felt like a fish out of water working in Fairfax, Virginia. And, you know, I'm like, that's not a conversation that I can be a part of because I don't know, I don't know what they're talking about, right? They're, they're, they're using these terms, they're throwing things around. And for me, it was, you know, since it's intimidating, I'll, I'll go get a book, right? Like I'll, 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 I'll research and Google a book or something. And um, that's what I did. So I like privately ordered a book and purchased like 
purchased the book, purchased the book, the book came and I pick up the book and I'm reading this book and I'm like, I don't even understand what this book is talking about. But one thing I will say is that the, the, the author of uh, Peter Lynch, he said it, you know, plainly so many times, invest in stock invest in stock, invest in stock. So even though I'm looking at the pictures in the book and I'm looking at the graphs and I'm looking at EPS and PE and beta and all of these terms that I'm like, huh, what? What are you talking about? He would always go back to invest in stock. So I wanna say it had to have been when I was you know, 24, 25 years old. And I'm like, clearly there's something to it because this, this man in this book, is uh, saying very simply and plainly invest in stock. I'm hearing the scientists and the office managers every weekend, um, not every weekend, but every every time we're back in the office, you know, lunch break, cooler conversation, you know, they're talking about the stock market. It was it was the seed, like that that was the first seed of there's money to make in this industry, and. Um, I'll figure it out one day, right? So that was, what, 15 years ago <laughs> of me having that seed planted. Right, and I, and I love your story about, um, because at this time you're not married yet, right? Mm -mm. Or are you? I'm, no, I was a, a single recent college graduate um, living away from home and, I don't know. I just wanted to have fun and party and travel. <laughs> right. But as you just mentioned, mm -hmm. I think, you know, you were at least aware of your surroundings yes. um, to be able to pick up um, what some other people around you were doing. And even though you didn't feel comfortable enough to ask them, you kind of was like, well, let me look into this. And mm -hmm. I could tell that you are a researcher because I don't think I would have bought a book. I probably just would have been like, oh, so, I, I overheard y'all talk about something. What y'all talk about? So that's so, the thing. Uh, I'm, and I'm sorry to cut you off. My, my personality. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I am, I always say, you know, I'm shy, right? So going the book route is definitely, that's, that's just what I do. Because I don't know, I, I, I feel like, you know, if I asked them the question, you know, what, what would they think? What would they say? So let me, you know, just go and do it my way. Um, in which honestly, I'm so grateful for, um, you know, doing it that way in terms of picking up the book because it was my book and I was able to, you know, scribble, scrabble, highlight, make notes, take notes and do all of that good stuff that comes with the thing that belongs to you. Yeah, and, and you know, as you say that, what it actually makes me think of is the BI community as a whole is one of self-education. Um, many people in BI are in BI and have been in BI for a few years or a few decades because they like the self-discovery. They like teaching themselves. They like um, being around other people and learning together. And so this community is very different from I think other places or organizations 
um, because this isn't a place where you're going to come in and hear the next hot stock tip or be sold on, you know, a Ponzi scheme or anything like that. The people here are readers, they're investigators, they like to do their own research and they like to be in a group with other people that do their own research so that they can compare notes and ask questions. Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, what you said is, is really important because when you own your own learning, then, you know, the way you talk about it, think about it, how you walk and, and interact with that knowledge is much different. Um, yeah, it's much different than if you were to just employ, let's say, a financial advisor or, um, you know, a financial professional to do it for you. You know, we're all educated investors. And so even if we do employ help of other people, we know those questions to ask um, because we've had guests on the, on the store, um, even last week on the show, just talk about how they got got or how other mm. people got got, um, all because they were not willing yet to educate themselves. And that in and of itself was their first big learning lesson so that they can take responsibility for their own learning, um, especially investment learning. Yeah, because I would say, um, you know, I have, I have, I have, I have, I have friends who, you know, I don't know, it seems like over the past couple of, of years, stock has been a thing to do or the thing to talk about. And, you know, with my friends, they will, you know, they downloaded apps and they, they're, 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 they're doing their thing, right? I'm not, I'm not knocking anyone's uh, way of, you know, making money. But right. for me, it was always, I need to know what this stuff means because um, you can get lost in it, right? You can get lost in the hype. You could get lost oh. in the, yeah, exactly. So for me, it was always, I want to make an informed decision. Um, I don't know if that's personality, but for me, I just felt like if I'm going to put my money anywhere, because I don't got a lot of money, I want it to be, I want to, I want to do it safely and I want to do it smart. So, um, you know, everything that you're saying as, as it relates to the education component, that is so important um, that you're an educated investor opposed to an investor who is just willy-nilly, you know, picking the, 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 the hottest trend and not really knowing like where your money is going. So I, yeah, I, 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 I will say um, the, 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 the BI members who I'm around, you know, they, whew, they slow me down. They, they're like, nope, research, <laughs> read it. We're not doing anything unless it's, you know, five years <laughs> proven that they're a growth company. And I, I, I love that. I really, really do. Wow. So let's take it back before we get, get into that moment. Okay. Um, it took you 15 years? Fifth, well, come back. So 15 years to come back to 
like the stock stuff. But in terms of um, just investing, I will say the first, the first, the very first investment that I uh, tapped into was retirement uh, investment. You know, through my employer, and I remember. You know, once I left the Department of Forensic Science and moved back to New York, I was working for a nonprofit organization in which they didn't offer any type of uh, retirement, um, you know, options to the employees. And my coworker, she said to me, she was like, okay, well, they don't offer it, but uh, you can still get one. And I'm going to give you the name to a person who can, you know, get you, you know, get you started. So, Back in 2008, that was the very first time that I opened up a Roth IRA and for the most part, you know, was putting my monthly contribution to that. Um, but, you know, it was it wasn't the stock. Right. Like I'm just sending my check, you know, away to this company and I'm getting my statements quarterly. And that was, that was how far I knew, like I'm looking at the charts, I'm looking at the graphs, still not able to read and understand what's going on, but I knew that my money is, 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 is doing something um, because the statements will reflect that, oh, I started with this, but there's, you know, all of this other stuff happening in which I'm like, oh, okay, it's growing. And I can't touch it until I retire. So <laughs> I'm just going to, um, you know, just just keep keep doing that. And so, yeah, two, 2008 would be the very first time that I said, you know what, let me let me actually invest. And it was a Roth IRA. It wasn't it wasn't stock. It wasn't the stock market, rather. Well, I mean, I think and I love having this conversation with people, especially beginner investors, because, you know, most people, if when they get started, they're getting started in a retirement account. But some people don't realize that you still have to choose something inside of the retirement account. Mm. And it's, um, it's, to me, it's a, it's an amazing learning lesson, because you know, I commend everybody that is wise enough, like you were, to have started when you did. Um, and then it just takes that opportunity to the next level when you realize, oh, wait, I should be doing a next step within this Roth IRA, whether that be mutual funds, index funds, stocks, um, depending on where your retirement account is that company may have only a select amount of mm -hmm. holdings that you can invest in or may have almost the whole world. So um, what made you start your retirement, your Roth IRA in 2006, 2008? So I will say it was, um, it was the passing of my grandmother. She passed away in 2007 and I want to say that she she passed away with nothing, you know, no no money, no anything to give to her children, to her grandchildren. So um, with that, I was like, I don't ever want to retire because I felt like as soon as my grandmother retired from working, because um, she was working for 
New York City's um, Department of Environmental Protection. So I'm like, you know, she worked all of these years and um, she retired and she didn't get to enjoy her retirement. And when it was all said and done, she didn't have anything to show for it. So from that, it was, I'm never going to retire and I don't want to pass away with nothing to give the people that I love. Um, you know, whether it's my, I, I didn't have my daughter back then, but it was just, you know, something on the inside of me that was pretty much saying, I want to be able to give something back. Um, I had a nephew at the time and I'm like, I want to be able to give him something. So um, I, I, I would say it was, it was, it was that, that really, you know, gave me a, a, a outlook on the importance of passing something down to, you know, the next generation. Okay, awesome. And I mean, I think it's, um, it's interesting because I have a similar story. I was much younger, but um, I learned a lot in, through the passing of my own grandmother. Mm. And it was a, a revelation of how much my family did not know how to pass yeah. down assets and handle money. And that started my mom's quest on educating herself. Um, mm. And fast forward, we ended up at Better Investing. So um, I think that those life events, if mm -hmm. handled properly, if you know, if you have some level of awareness while you go while you're going through it, it can really serve as a springboard mm -hmm. into some lessons learned and some wiser ways of living. Um, so. I, you know, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. Good. Thank so, you. You're welcome. So um, you emailed me about three months ago? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was it an email or did I just pick up the phone and call no, you? <laughs> no, 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 no. You emailed me because you know you still was like, I'm shy. Uh, my name is... And I was like, let's hop on the phone. And so mm -hmm. we talked Sunday. It's a uh -huh. Sunday. Yep. And um, I thought your story was amazing. Because, Aww, thank you. Yes. Uh, thank I, you. I'm going to do a, a quick plug for Black single mothers. Okay. Whether divorced or not. Okay. Um, because there is a certain level of clarity that they have at a certain part of their in their life, especially when they get divorced, where they have this shift in perspective and realize it's on me. And I need to do this <laughs> for me and my child. And I'm telling you, I like, I just love these women because they, they just have this different you know, perspective on life and just start blazing this trail toward a better life mm -hmm. for them, their family. And, you know, the courage comes out, the just, you know, and it's, it's to me, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And so I'm not going to tell you a whole story, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I will say that is the energy 
mm-hmm. that you had, the, the, the determination that you had when we did talk on that Sunday. So can you share with the people a little bit of your full circle moment mm-hmm. with you know, the books and just everything? Because, I mean, it's only been about three months from my side, but mm-hmm. I'm so excited to have you as a guest today because we'll get into what you have learned, but I'm amazed at what you've learned in just the couple of months of being a BI member and, you know, attending classes and, and, and just, you know, this, this thing that you're doing for whatever your reasons are. <laughs> so, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, I, how can you say it? Um, life has a way of, you know, it, it has this way of turning, turning things upside down. Like you, 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 you will have, you know, this vision, you will have this plan, you will have this ideal of this is what my life is going to be like. Right. And then the universe comes in and like, messes it up right so for me it was you know I am married I give birth I am you know just in this space of yeah this is this is this is what is going to be right (laughs) and stuff gets real like it, it gets real in the sense of relationship issues, you know, you know, the, the, the husband has his way of wanting to live. I have my way of wanting to live. And we're like living the way we want to live, not together, not unified. And it came to the point where it was like, okay, I can't, we we can't do this no more. I can't do this no more. I don't want to do this no more. I'm just ready to stop in this. You go your way, I go my way. And that's, that's, that's what it's going to be. And with that come feelings, right? With that comes, okay, don't ask me for nothing. Closing down the bank accounts. Um, Don't you call me, you know, like, like, so 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 then it's like oh wait a minute uh the bank account that I used to have access to I don't have access to that bank account no more so the bills that I gotta pay I can't use that account so um it was for the most part an eye opener in the sense of Shamika it's one thing to be the Shamika who's single and she just have herself to worry about but it's another thing to be the Shamika who's going through a divorce and there's a child who still has needs and still have wants and, you know, a lifestyle that still needs to be maintained. And, you know, to go through a divorce, which is a very painful, painful thing, but it was also a motivator of, wait a minute, I can't ever allow myself to rely on a man, another human being for 
the things that I need and the things that I want. And I'm raising a daughter. So I need for her to also understand that she needs to be able to stand on her own and, and, and have her own. And it's, it's, it's okay if there's another person, a part of that picture, but if that person decides to go and to leave and say goodbye, she's still okay. So for me, it was definitely a, um, you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was an eye opener in the sense of the things that were once happening together we're not doing it together no more. And I wasn't prepared for what the not together was going to look like. And because I wasn't prepared for it, it woke me up. It woke me up to, Shamika, you, you guys to get it together. Um, and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to fall on your face. It's not an option because you have number one, a, a child, and then you have a legacy of women in, in, in your family who didn't drop the ball. They kept going. They kept moving forward. So when the divorce happened and things were being split up and the accounts were being shut down and, you know, the, the, the phone calls weren't going the way I needed them to go, it was, all right, get you a second job, um, you know, uh, line up the babysitters and let's do this let's get this because one thing he won't be able to say is oh without me she wasn't xyz so that was definitely you know a part of the the energy in the sense of I'm gonna come out on top regardless so um with that it was basically Shamika you 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 have to you have to buckle down and you and you have to get this financial stuff situated and 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 you have to you have to you have to get it right not only for yourself but for your child and i want to say i thank god right for the shamika at the age of 28 who was putting money in a roth ira because um that shamika was able to pick up a phone and say, so this account with these statements that y'all send to me, what can I do with it? Because right now I'm having, I'm, I'm having a crisis and I need some support, I need some help. And um, I was able to bail myself out of certain situations um, because of that. So it was also a matter of, oh, those seeds that I planted years ago was able to help me during this time. So. I definitely have to continue to do what I was doing before plus more so that at the end of the day, when need be, if need be, or whatever the case may be, I'm okay. So um, that was definitely, you know, a, a moment in my life where financial empowerment, whatever, whatever we want to call that spirit, that came alive inside of me and I think I've been kind of going in that direction ever since 2016 so um yeah the and it's so funny that you was like you sent me an email because I swear to you Ioni I spoke to you that one day and it's as if we knew each other like I don't know why I felt that way because you you we're on the phone and you're like 
okay, I'm just curious to know why, why do you want to invest? What's your story? And I'm like, no one has ever asked me that before, but she wanted a story. Here's the truth. Here's the hard core truth. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be broke. And I have a daughter and financial, you know, planning is so, so, so important, not only for myself, but for her, um, because she will have to, you know, I, I hope one day she doesn't have to go through what I went through in terms of a divorce, but she will have to financially, you know, stand on her own one of these days. So it's kind of like, well, how do I, how do I set that up for her? Um, because, you know, it's, it's hard trying to start from the bottom and, 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 and work in, and, and work it out the best way. Um, you made me think, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't hear this from my mom, but a lady that my mom mentors said, my mom said this, and I don't know, she could probably chime in, but she basically was like, as long as your why is bigger than your excuse, then you'll mm. make it. I love you'll that. Way. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because when it came to, when it came to, um, you know, those nights of, I don't believe this is my life. <laughs> it was definitely those moments of, nah, this is, this is not, this is not, this is not how I'm going out. I can't, not for myself and not for the life that I brought into this world. So the, the correct statement is, as long as your why is bigger than your excuse, you will make it. Mm -hmm. And we have a quick question in the chat about how old is your daughter? She is nine and she'll be 10 in like two weeks. She's a little Capricorn. <laughs> Baby Capricorn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say this too, um, just as a piggyback to your story, I think that it is, if, if your daughter has been watching you through this process, which I know she has, um, the other part of what you're teaching her is a spirit of resilience. Mm. You know, like you said, you know, you wouldn't want her to go through a divorce. And I think all parents, don't want their children to go through certain heartaches that they went through. Yeah. But what I will say though, is if you're not sharing either the story or being transparent, then they won't learn the lessons you're learning as you're going through it. And um, I'm excited. I haven't met your daughter, but you know, I'm excited for what she will be learning as you're learning in this process, because, you know, again, you, so let me get this right. Did you become a BI? You became a BI member like two months mm -hmm. ago, right? Yep. September okay. of this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what was your impetus for becoming a BI member? So it was definitely, what is it? I, I, so 
coronavirus, right? COVID 2020, it, you see what it did to the world. And um, when it, when it, when it, when it, like just how everything, you know, on the news, like, like how everything played itself out. For me, it was, Shamika, now is the time. Stop, stop, stop procrastinating, stop, you know, putting this off, just, just do it. And, um, you know, going to your class, sitting in on the club meetings that I, I was sitting in on before I became a club member, you know, it was, it was something that number one was a requirement, right? Like you, you, if you're going to be a part of the club, you have to be a BI member, but it was, it was, it was time, right? The, the, the state of this world made me realize it's time to stop playing. You, 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 you said that you wanted to do this. This was a dream that you wanted to accomplish a goal you wanted to accomplish. It's time. So that's why I, I just paid my dues and finally, you know, just took that, took that leap. So the, you're part of an um, investment club that's a better investing investment club. Um, how did you come to know them? And um, what made you want to join them as opposed to just doing it on your own? So back in May, um, May of this year, I, you know, I was on the, the, the BI website and they had posted um, a, a, a model club was going to be featured on May 9th. And I remember going to the model club, you know, just having my camera off, having the, 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 the volume on mute, well, not the volume, but having the, the iPad on mute or whatever. And I'm listening to these numbers being thrown around. I'm listening to, you know, the people conversing about stock. And I remember writing down questions, writing down questions, and I pretty much saved my questions to the end. And one of the gentlemen, his name is, his name was Joe. I, Joe was like, well, you know, I, I'm not going to answer the, all of the questions. because I had like, I had a million questions. He was like, I'm not going to answer all of the questions, but what you can do is send me an email with the questions and we'll, we'll do it that way. So being connected to Joe from that model club meeting, uh, Joe was really, really uh, nice enough to tell me, hey, you know, we're, we're located in Virginia, uh, but there's a BI member who is in your area, Brooklyn. And because, you know, a lot of clubs are private, he said, I will reach out to her and see if it's okay if I pass along your information. So he pretty much made the connection. And um, so grateful for him to do that because the person who he connected me with, uh, Miss Isla, she is now one of my mentors. So Isla um, is a part of a club and Isla, you know, reached back out to me and I expressed my interest to her. And she was like, I'll talk to the club and see if you're, you know, you get the green light to come to our next meeting. And from there, that's when the magic happened. They, you know, opened up the club for me to be a guest. And 
they've been stuck with me ever since. And I tell them all the time, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> because they are so supportive. Um, you know, they take their time to give me the one-on-one outside of club meetings. And I personally feel I would be a fool not to have that, you know, type of support. I, I, I would, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for, um, for them. And I'm going to shout them out, you know, Isla, Les, Dottie, Diane, Anat, Joey, hopefully they're listening. Um, but I really do thank you guys for taking me in the way you, you all took me in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's beautiful. And like you said, um, the BI community overall is very warm, supportive, engaging, and willing to help you uh, as long as you're willing to help yourself. And, and also, a lot of clubs are private. So, you know, we won't say the club's name, but I think that it is beautiful that you were and have been able to join an investment club because we do talk about the power of investment clubs here on hashtag my investing story um, because everybody isn't um, a uh, kind of like a solo investor you know especially when you're beginning whether it be an investment club whether it be the better investing classes the webinars it really is important to take advantage of group learning. Um, some people like the classroom style, some people like, you know, different things, but there's the African proverb that says, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you know, go together. Go to mm -hmm. And uh, really learning the power of the collective. Um, and with that being said, you finally was able to join the club. They accepted you as a member how mm -hmm. long ago? A month? In November. Mm -hmm. in, okay. in November, yes. And I, I, I forgot to shout out Rochelle because if Please. it wasn't for Rochelle, I wouldn't be talking to you, Ioni. Ah, um, oh, she's yeah. the one that told you about the beginner class. Yes, because Rochelle is located in Florida. So she gets the BI south florida south florida chapter information and she texted me she was like shamika i think you should do this and i was like i am gonna do it thank you <laughs> so um yeah it's as far as the club goes they've been they've been investing for for years um the club has been around for about 20 plus years so i i do feel like i'm around some experts and um they're, they're, they're teaching me a lot. Wow. And Miss uh, uh, Diane and Isla says, we're so proud of you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so shout Thank out to you. Them. Thank you both for taking Shamika under your wing. Um, because I, I do think that, yeah, a lot of us really just need the support, need somebody to be able to call, to talk to um to reach out to when we have questions especially in this critical beginning stage mm -hmm. um so better investing overall and um the south florida chapter is a part of the southern region so shout out to howard johnson who's our regional director but you know we are making strides to 
really as a region and as Better Investing National provide support for investment clubs that are one to five years old because we've done the research to know that if we can be a resource to them and do club visits or you know, just engage them so that they are not um, walking as a toddler alone, they have an increased chance to be um, a club with longevity. Um, the majority of clubs fold within the, you know, the first three, five years. We had a guest on Miss Yvonne that, you know, started a club and many years ago, and I think it only lasted less than a year, and then now she's at it again. But, you know, as Better Investing, we really want to provide that type of support because whether it be an individual investor or whether it be an investment club, um, learning, you know, until you kind of get that rhythm and the stride and the, you know, the support, then you can kind of be overwhelmed and, you know, and not stick with it. So, um, and then of course, shout out to Rochelle, who just <laughs> sent you a message. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you, because, you know, again, congratulations on being accepted in the club. Um, Cause I mean, you can share with the people, the fact that you didn't just show up and they <laughs> accepted you. I mean, you kind of no. had to like, yeah, yourself. Yeah. You had to do yeah. a presentation. You had to do a SSG, which is a stock selection guide. I mean, walk us through that because when you by the, when you called me, that was one thing. <laughs> then you came to the full part beginner investment class, and then you, yeah, you just knew terms. I was like, wait, <laughs> picking this stuff up quick, girl. So yeah, just walk us through like you know just some of the stuff you've been learning and 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 had to, you know, prove yourself in the club to show that you you were worth um, being a member. So honestly, I think when it went, like with the club that I'm a part of, I think what they appreciated uh, the most was my commitment to just showing up as well as uh, my eagerness to, you know, go outside of of them to learn you know learn the language learn learn just learn what 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 it was to analyze and study a stock so you know like I said coronavirus shut the nation down right and in the month of May it's me pretty much you know reading and I'm like I, I it's time for me to you know, get really serious with me wanting to invest. So I went to the model club in the month of May. And I want to say myself and Isla, we, we, you know, through, through that connection, the month of June, I believe it was, was when I went to the very first uh, club meeting. And it was Rochelle sending me the uh, the the class for you uh, that you were facilitating and I went to that class for four weeks and I'll, I'll tell you this no, no one knew I um I work on Saturdays right I work all day Saturdays and I told one of my clients I said listen 
for the next couple of Saturdays, I cannot meet with you at 11 o'clock. So I'm going to meet with you at my lunch break. Is that okay? And she gave me the green light that it was okay for me to meet with her at one o'clock. And I will say it was, Ioni has my time from 10 to 12. <laughs> and, and at 12 o'clock, I have to hurry up and log off because I have another client to see at 12. And um, I think, you know, I, 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 I want to say the universe responds to that um, because you know, I remember when you gave us the homework assignments and I took it back to the club and I was like, well, in the class that I'm taking, we have to study a stock. And uh, Les, the president of the club was like, well, I went to a BI uh, ticker talker, a ticker talker webinar and I need you to study this stock. And he was like, look at UHS. <laughs> And that was my first homework assignment, right? Uh, the, the, the universal health services. And it was taking what I was learning in your class, you know, what I was learning in the uh, club meeting and, and, and bringing it all together so that I could prove myself basically like, yeah, I, I want this. I'm, I'm curious. I want to, I want to learn what this is all about. So yeah, I, I think just the commitment um, is what pulled me through because, you know, I, I think it was one meeting uh, that I had to miss because I, I believe I was traveling, but I couldn't make it. But I, I told myself, I'm like, no, you're going to go to every meeting. Um, you're going to sit, you're going to take your notes, you're going to ask your questions, and you are going to let them know that you're in this and you want to be a part of what they're doing. And I, I do think that that was respected. So yeah, I mean, and your your contribution to the class was phenomenal. I just I just want to give you the shout out. Yeah, because you know, as a teacher, you teach, but you unless the student is raising their hand, asking a question, you don't know what is being digested, what's being understood, what's going over your head, and. I loved, this is the first time that the South Florida chapter did its beginner invested class all virtual. Last year we did it in person and virtual. Um, but, you know, there were a few people in the class that were engaging and it really did help with the learning experience of everybody else because not everybody a lot of people are shy, let me just say mm -hmm. that. So not everybody is going to be willing to ask that question. But when you asked a certain question, I was able to call on you about certain things. And I think that just really helped everybody to feel engaged and know that we're all in it together and we don't all have it. But this is how we can look at it, you know, so the, the examples, the Everything. I think it was a phenomenal class. <laughs> it was a phenomenal class. The fact that you only offer it once a year, Ioni, like, come on, girl. <laughs> I have to talk to my boy. But I do think that, you know, we could probably do a spring. I mean, okay. I have to, you know, wait and probably get permission about making some changes to the schedule. But I think the increase of this is the most we've ever had in the class. We had okay. 40 people. And, um, and I think, you know, just with the interest level and the engagement and the technology 
uh, we may be able to, you know, again, offer it because okay. I think in the past it was just like older BI members like, oh, we've already taken that. That's the basics. But well, now that I'm telling new- all of my friends, take Ioni's class. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love to have them because I think that, you know, once they get plugged into better investing, I like to just think of myself as the entry point. But I mean, we have so many, like, like in your investment club, we have so many people that have been in BI. Our last week, our guest has been a member of BI for 29 years. Oh, wow. You know, so there's so many people that have a wealth of knowledge, have a, a wealth of experience and they really want to share and so I am really excited for a lot of non-investors that are looking to be new investors yes. because I really do think that better investing is one still one of the best kept secrets but it it can it shows us all you know no matter how much money we make or don't make you know it shifts your mind from the overnight rich dream we have to the practical week to week, bi-weekly, every month, let me put this money away, let me join an investment club, let me pull my resources, let me just do a little bit over time. And I mean, you're gonna spend that 20, 30 years anyway, but you know, you end up creating your own wealth with that. Which is so so important, only because um, I I like I, I was talking to uh, my mentor a couple of weeks ago, and um, I told her I said you'll be amazed at how much money you're wasting, right? Like just 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 day to day wasting on you look around and you're like I don't even know what I spent the money on. Um, my mom is the ultimate saver, right? Like my mom to this day, if you have a dollar, save a quarter, right? And (laughs) she's always doing like these, these challenges, um, 52 week challenge, you know, let's do a save money challenge. And this year I told her, you know what? I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to come in with you. I'm going to save $5 every week, right? For 52 weeks. And it's that money. It's that money that I started the first week of January, my $5. And then of course, you know, throughout the month, I'll add a little more, but that $5 every single week, it's that money that I'm literally using to send off my check to TD Ameritrade. So when you say just saving and, 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 you know, letting your money kind of do its thing in the long run it's important and it's necessary wow I think you just took this to a whole nother level because we usually I mean (laughs) on the show we usually just talk about you know a lot of investment clubs their minimum contribution is $25 but I mean you brought it down to $5 I mean (laughs) and 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 how did that surprise you to set a goal that small? But I mean, this is your last week of 2020. Have you mm-hmm. met it every single week? Yes, every week. Yep. So it was, it, th- this is what it was. It was, you know, I think about, okay, the month of January, I think some of these months have five weeks in it and it'll be 
here's a $25, right? So it was uh, just staying committed. And then my mother, <laughs> thank God for my mother, she reminded me, your 52 week challenge, uh, you gotta give me your money for the 52 week challenge. So also having, you know, someone to kind of, you know, remind me sometimes not all the time sometimes that yeah that that was helpful that was helpful but um yeah it's money is an interesting thing really really interesting and how people spend and save money it's also intriguing like I think I might start studying that too I think I'm gonna get off the phone with I mean get off zoom with you Ioni and research what is the psychology behind spending and saving because it's something to it. Mm. And with that, let's let's do the full circle with um, the two books. So you mm -hmm. bought two books about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then earlier this year, when you picked them back up, you realized that both books mentioned NAIC, which is National Association of Investors Corporation, we're now known as better investing. So talk to me about that kind of aha moment and realizing like, even though you had that or had crossed the path of us, you know, over a decade ago, your life situation and the now being when you kind of just, it just hit you in a different way and woke you up to like, okay, it's time. So it was, cause what was it during, you know, like when the pandemic um, hit, it was a lot of time, right? So, you know, even going back to the book, I wrote notes, like, I don't, I don't know if you can see it. Can you see it? So like in the cover, yeah. I was ah, like, yes. I was like writing notes. Right. And, you know, it was picking it up reading my notes, getting curious again. And in this book, he speaks about a seventh grade class, <laughs> a seventh grade class having a portfolio that they're still scratching their heads on Wall Street to figure out how these seventh graders, you know, came up with the numbers that they came up with, the, pro the projections that they came up with, the predictions that they came up with, and him using these seventh graders as an example of if they can do it, anyone can do it, that to me just took, it just took it home because um, the, the, the way the teacher, whoever, whoever was, whoever this teacher was um, and, 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 in the book, she had the children look at what did your parents buy? What household products are your, your, your parents using? What do you like to use? What, um, what's, who's your favorite sport? What's your favorite underwear brand? Like just the everyday things. And for these children in this seventh grade class to take the everyday things that they're buying regularly unconsciously that their families are buying unconsciously or you know just to live 
they use that as an example of instead of just spending money on the company, why don't you own shares of the company so that the company can send you a check, you know, either a year or, or two years or three years from now, and you can continue to buy their stuff. So I would say that example of these kids being able to grasp that concept was pretty much, it was, it was, it was like, I don't know, yeah, I got to do this. If seventh grader can do this, I can do this. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was. Tell us the name of the book and show it to us. I don't, I don't know. Can you see it? It's, yeah. um, so Peter Lynch's Beating the Street. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the, came out in the 90s. This is a very old book. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, very I mean, old. Right. And then um, this book, this book too. And it was, so this book, Peter Lynch, Lynch's book was the first book that I read. And I felt like when I started to read this book, it was repeating the, a lot of what, little, oh, here it goes. The Neatest Little Guide to Stock Market Investing by Jason Kelly. Yeah, a lot of this, I felt like, hey, he's, he's repeating everything that's in here. So, um, yeah, this, if I was to make a recommendation, it would be this one. Beating the Street by Peter Lynch. Beating the Street by Peter Lynch. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and I'm, again, I'm glad you brought those two books up. And there was a word that I remember when we were recapping after you did your SSG presentation and got accepted to the club about curiosity. So hmm. as you give us your last words, your words of wisdom, your advice to you know new investors, talk to us about how curiosity has really, you know, taken you over the edge and, and given you kind of that courage to really pursue this thing. So, like I said, um, growing up, I was poor. Uh, conversations about the stock market, it, was, it wasn't spoken about in my home. And Fast forward to I'm a 20 something year old, uh, you know, recent college grad and I'm working my first job and I'm hearing, you know, these established professionals throwing the stock market around, you know, using the words, using the language. And it was, what is that? What 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 are they talking about? What what are they doing? Because these same people you know, they owned their homes when it was time for them to go on their vacations. They were able to go away for months and it was just a different lifestyle. And it was, for me, something is to that. Economics and economic freedom can give you a lifestyle that another way, just it, it, it can't give you. Um, so for me, it was wanting and yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just wanted to know, like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if there's anything inspiring for me to say right now, Ioni. I just really wanted to know 
what was the secret? How come they were able to live this way, speak this language that was never available to me? And um, I want to know. I should know. I can know. So go and get it. <laughs> go and find out. Um, yeah. So just, yeah, I, I was, I, it's, I don't know. I was just curious. I, I, think I, I, <laughs> I, think that, I mean, I think you ended it perfectly. I mean, because we're here and yeah. it's on you to yeah. come seek us out, check us out. You can find out more about us at betterinvesting.org. Um, you know, I'm the vice president of the South Florida chapter and that's why we're here. We're here for the people that are willing to take that step, are curious enough to even check us out, are curious enough to even do a 90 day trial or you know, just pay for a one year membership. Check out our videos, listen, learn, ask questions. I think you hit it on the head, Jamika. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to your team, Ioni, I, I thank you. Um, I thank you all. And um, I remember when, when I saw the questions in the email, you didn't ask the question, but I'm going to answer the question anyway. It was, well, what would you recommend? And I recommend Ioni's class. <laughs> Take Ioni's class. Because, I didn't uh, pay you, you to say that. You will walk <laughs> away with... Um, yeah, you'll walk away with 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 so much, and I appreciate you, Ioni, for you know the class, for this opportunity, and yeah, me even being able to text you, Ioni, what does this mean? <laughs> hey, I, I, I I truly appreciate you. <laughs> you are so welcome, and as anybody knows me, I am here for the curious. <laughs> You know, I, I've shared my email before, I've shared my number before, but you know, I'm a Better Investing member and I'm a volunteer in addition to some other titles. But at my core, I'm a Better Investing member and I'm a Better Investing volunteer. And I just wanna share all of the resources that Better Investing has to offer because I'm black, I'm a woman, <laughs> I'm young. And in some spaces I'm rare and it doesn't have to be. And that's why I wanted for people to hear your story because, you know, again, last week we featured Mr. Roy Chastain, 30 years. We got a BI member three months making waves, having an impact. It's making an impact in her life. And so to share everybody's story at the different stages, um, you know, it, if I can do more, I would, but mm. you're so welcome, Shamika. And um, to everybody, I really appreciate, and we really appreciate you listening into another episode of Hashtag My Investing Story. Um, again, check us out at betterinvesting.org. Um, you can find a chapter near you um, we also will be, um, next year, May, we will be having the Better Investing National Convention and every Saturday, um, the Saturday of that convention, 
which I believe is May, May 15th, May 16th, we will be promoting the free day where we're gonna be doing financial empowerment and bringing a lot of resources to the community. Um, so to make them aware of BI and why investing is important, the power of compound interest, time value of money, um, how to check on your social security so you can plan for your retirement. All of those resources will be there. So check us out. Uh, we'll be back. Tune in next Wednesday at seven. Have a wonderful night. And again, thank you so much, Mika. Thank you.